What is good? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. We got some good stuff to dive into today, but before we do, I have an exciting announcement. Not only are we recording the podcast so that you can receive it through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, really wherever you get your podcasts, but I am also recording video. God put it on my heart to start recording the video, so we are going to do that. It's going to be on my YouTube channel, so if you look for Juliana Page, you will see it on YouTube when you do a search, and you can subscribe over there. You'll see as the main heading, Tune In Tuesdays. That's what we do around here. We call it Tune In Tuesday, where you get a new episode every week to really dive into that will encourage and uplift you and hopefully inspire you into action or to pour some courage into you to give you that boost that you need to take action. So a couple of things to make sure that you do if you've not done already. Number one, if you are not subscribed to the God's Vibes podcast, this is something that will benefit you greatly because you will be the first to know anytime a new episode is available. And I have been doing a bunch of bonus episodes lately. Some of you have noticed and you've been super excited about it, but you don't always know when those pop up. So make sure that you subscribe my recommendation is over on Apple Podcasts. So if you go to the Apple Podcast app, find the God's Vibes podcast there. If you do it from a desktop or if you do it from your phone, something that you can do is you can leave a five-star review and you can also write a review. So I'm going to try to show the folks here online if you can see that. If you scroll down on the Apple podcast, so at the top, you'll just see the photo of the God's Vibes podcast. Then you can scroll down a little bit and there's going to be a section where you can tap the five stars and you can write a review. There's actually a little spot that says write a review and you just click on it and you can write a review. So when you do this, this is super helpful because this ensures that the podcast gets out and more people get to listen. So if this has blessed you in any sort of way, please pay it forward. This will just bless whoever is on the other side of you showing up and paying it forward. So make sure you subscribe. When you do that, you also, this is fun, people online can see me, you get the God's Vibes Matter devotional, okay? This is a 30-day devotional of really deepening your relationship with God. Something that was really challenging for me in the beginning of developing my relationship with God was just that being still and knowing, right? Like allowing God to invade my soul with his supernatural peace that surpasses all understanding, allowing God to change my state, whether that is anxious or worried or just trying to figure it all out, allowing him to literally invade my atmosphere with his heavenly atmosphere so that I can start practicing that and carrying that into everything that I do. So this devotional helps you practice what I am referencing right now. It literally changes your entire being, thank God, so that you can experience more of the kingdom where you're living in more righteousness, peace, and joy every day. Come on, who doesn't want that? So all of that happens <laughs> when you subscribe to the God's Vibes podcast, leave a five-star review, write a review, and what you'll then do is go to julianapage.com under the podcast page on the website. You'll submit that you've done that, and I'll send you the devotional. Super simple. Now, the second step, if you want to connect via video, leave comments, what you can do is you can subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's Juliana Page, and you'll see in the main heading it says Tune In Tuesdays, because that's what we do over here. So you can subscribe, and you can connect with me via video as well. Super fun, right? I mean, it's an act of obedience for, for me, but I hope that it blesses you, okay? So today, I wanted to dive into a few different things that I think are really important, but I'm going to start with a power verse because I feel like this has come up multiple times with different folks just in this past week. So I just feel like this is a relevatory word for many. This actually comes from Ezekiel 36 verses 26 to 28, and I'm reading from the message version, and it says this, for here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take you out of these countries, gather you from all over, and bring you back to your own land. 
I'll pour pure water over you and scrub you clean. I'll give you a new heart, put a new spirit in you. I'll remove the stone heart from your body and replace it with a heart that's God-willed, not self-willed. I'll put my spirit in you and make it possible for you to do what I tell you and live by my commands. You'll once again live in the land I gave your ancestors. You'll be my people. I'll be your God. Whew! Oh my God. <laughs> if you've never read this verse before, this verse alone could bring so much revelation, so much power, so much authority to your life. But I just want to highlight a couple of pieces. Number one, God often, when there's a change and transition happening in your life, which I feel like is true for many people right now, God often takes you out of a place of comfort, out of a place of really just familiarity, something that you've grown accustomed to, something that you've gotten used to, even if it's not healthy for you. God will take you out of that. He says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take you out of there. I'm going to gather you from everywhere that you felt that you've been. So this also is referencing, you know, many times you feel or can feel like you've been in transition, like you've moved a lot. You've never really settled anywhere. You haven't really established roots. So then it just feels like, well, where am I? I just feel like I've left bits and pieces of myself everywhere, but I don't really even know where I am or how that all makes sense or comes together. But God will bring that all together. Then, not only is he going to do that, but he's going to wash you clean. Wash you clean. So I think about this like a divine reset, okay? It's like when you get plugged into God, he changes your mind. I'm going to get to the heart piece in a second. He totally changes your spirit. He changes everything about you. You are just literally not even the same human, right? Like it's just what he does, okay? Then it also says, and this is a huge part, he'll remove the stone heart from your body and replace it with a heart that's God-willed and not self-willed. And we're going to dive a lot into this specific, this specific piece. It says he'll put his spirit in you and make it possible for you to do what he tells you to do and live by his commands. You'll once again live in the land I gave your ancestors. You'll be my people. I'll be your God. So what I want to highlight here is that God gives you a new heart. I feel like many recently have been coming head to head, face to face with their own brokenness, with things that have happened to them that they can't possibly reconcile. People are grieving loss loss of people, loss of places, loss of identity, loss of things that they thought they knew. There's a lot that's going on in their heart and maybe they're even recognizing there's a lot of broken pieces that they couldn't possibly mend or they couldn't possibly put together. And I am saying this having experienced all of those things myself personally. And this is actually where I found myself when I met God. What I realized was I ran straight to God from a heart-shattering breakup, okay? This thing like literally broke my heart wide open. But what was really interesting was revelation that I received at the time was that my heart had been severed and broken in many different places, right? And this was the total shattering that allowed me to allow God to put a new heart in me, right? So that part that says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. For any of you doers, high achievers, self-sabotagers of whatever unique mixture that is, whether that's people-pleasing, codependency, addiction, denial, self-abandonment, self-betrayal, future tripping, anxiety, worry, high achieving, busyness, numbing out, whatever your cocktail is, God will put a new heart in you and he will put his spirit in you. Hear this. I'll remove the stone heart. The stone heart is what our heart becomes when we're trying to self-protect, when we're trying to make our way in the world, right? When we're trying to avoid pain, when we're trying to protect our heart from being broken. A lot of times we take that scripture that says, guard your heart. We try to put a 
<laughs> prison cell basically around our heart and keep all goodness out of it. That's what we do when we try to keep pain out. We keep goodness out too, right? But God will remove this stone heart, this heart that can't receive the things of God. And he's going to put a new spirit in you, his spirit. This is beautiful news to anybody who's tried to really high achieve <laughs> and, and be independent, self-sufficient, the person that makes it happen, like the doers of the world, right? The high performance people, right? When you've tried to make your way and failed time and time again, this is really good news when you actually accept that you are not the solution to your problems, that there actually isn't a natural solution to your problems, that it is a supernatural one, that you realize your need for God. That is called humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. And not only will he lift you up, he will put a new heart in you and he will put a new spirit in you. Come on, right? So in my case, right, God had to shatter my heart completely so that I would be open and available to walking out his purpose and his good plans for my life, okay? It actually says in... Dun, 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 Ephesians 2.10. This is one of my favorite verses. This is a life verse for me. It's up there with seek the kingdom first and all those things will be added unto you. But it says in Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Wait for it. Which God prepared in advance for us to do. Hello, doers, high achievers, future trippers, the ones that want to make it happen in the world. God already prepared a plan and a path for you that you would have the willingness and the courage to just show up and to walk in it and to trust him. So powerful, okay? So we actually can do this though when God puts that new heart and new spirit in us because what does it say next? This heart is God-willed and not self-willed, all right? A lot of the suffering that we experience, I call this unnecessary suffering, but a lot of the suffering that we experience just by being human is living independently from God, right? That actually is a sin. We don't have a healthy fear or reverence of God, right? We live in complete denial of God. We try to play God. We try to be our own God. We try to do it all in our own strength, in our own effort, in our own force, in our own control, in our own understanding. We get in really, really interesting situations that have consequences, right? We actually are designed to depend on God. That is how we are designed. We are designed to depend on God. We depend on God. He provides, <laughs> right? But we don't in the world live that way. We, we live in a world that praises isolation, that praises being independent, that praises being full of self, that praises being self-sufficient. So when it comes to depending on God, we're like, wait, what? Like, how does one even do this? What does that even look like? I really don't even know right? But that is actually how we're designed. And this starts to happen when God puts a new heart in you and he puts a new spirit in you. This heart in and of itself, the way it beats, the way it operates is not like your old heart. Okay. The way this heart operates, it is God willed and not self willed. And this is how, when you are a born again believer, you can start trusting in, leaning on and relying on God by grace through faith. You literally cannot do it with your own human faculties. It is not natural. It is super natural, but this is why. Okay. So this is very, very powerful. I hope this revelation is getting in your spirit. Okay. It says he'll put his spirit in you and here's the kicker, make it possible for you to do what he tells you to do and live his commands. So it is literally impossible without God, without the Holy Spirit, right, to produce godly character, to walk out God's plans, God's principles, God's purposes. It is impossible to do that without him. Why? It says, I'll put my spirit in you and make it possible for you. You don't make it possible. His spirit in you makes it possible for you to do what he tells you to do. Not by might nor by force, but by my spirit, saith the Lord, right? 
His spirit in you will make it possible to, for you to do what he is commanding you to do and to live by his commands, to apply the word to your life, to walk out and work out your salvation. Okay? That's what happens. So when you are actually spending time with God, when you are reading the word of God, that word is becoming alive and active. His spirit is aligning with your spirit. Those are becoming tuned up so that you might walk in what his word says. And you actually embody that and actualize that, walk that out in your life, right? And that is how you are literally being God's hands and feet in the world. You're not doing it by your own goodness, okay? You're doing it, right? Like he says, our righteousness is like filthy rags, right? Apart from God, we are nothing. Apart from God, we can do no good thing, okay? The fruit of the Spirit, right? This is something that when you're really interested in developing godly character, this is something that I personally recommend doing a study in or on. The fruit of the Spirit. Yesterday, actually, I was invited back to this supernatural ministry school where I went for four years. This is actually year five. I'm part of the alumni group. And I was invited to be a part of a panel and offer wisdom, revelation, insight about how to really actualize and walk out what you get exposed to, right? When you are in school and you're getting all this beautiful knowledge, all these beautiful tools, how do you know what to step into? <laughs> how do you know what is good versus what is God? How, how do you really make it practical for, for you to live all of these new things that you're now exposed to. So there was a beautiful moment where a man was asking about how he, he gave, he gave a visual. He, he gave this visual of being in a deep end, right? Like wearing the, the floaties, being in the deep end of a pool, wearing the floaties, right? So he had this visual and he just feels like he's still supposed to have the floaties on but he thinks God might just be telling him to be patient, yet he still really, really, really wants to step into more. Like he, he has this desire to step into more, but he just feels like, you know, he's in a season where he's got to keep these floaties on, right? He's not supposed to pop the floaties <laughs> or take them off. He's supposed to keep them on, right? He's been exposed to a lot. So he's just really meant to be unpacking that and processing that with God, right? So the interesting thing about this is he was asking for feedback from this panel about what he should do, but he didn't even realize that he answered his own question, right? He's like, I think God is telling me to be patient. Well, patience is actually the fruit of the Spirit. So something that I offered to him was, in seasons, I believe that God is always developing his character. We are made in God's image and likeness. He's always developing our his character in us, right? He cares more about our character than our calling. He cares more about our character than our circumstances. He cares more about who we become than what is happening in our life, right? Because he's already worked out that stuff. He cares more about what is happening in us and what gets to happen through us, right? So the fruit of the Spirit is something that God is actively developing in and through us. So in his case, I offered that God has always brought me to the fruit of the Spirit when I am in really interesting seasons. So for him, I shared, if God is holding up patience to you, it's probably very interesting in your life right now. You probably are experiencing many opportunities where impatience is likely in your human nature, but God is developing patience in you where you could choose to be impatient and really rely on your flesh and like your old nature. God is activating his spirit in you, your ability in his spirit to be patient when it looks like it's impossible. Anybody else would be super impatient and have every reason to be impatient in those same moments, but God is developing his spirit in you by working out patience. So this has looked for me in different seasons of life. God has often given me different words. So I can think of one for sure that I was super excited about. I was excited to get the word joy. I was like, oh my God, that sounds super exciting. I really want this joy word. That's going to be like a really fun year for me. It's going to be so fun. But then the more I started studying joy, <laughs> 
the more I started changing my mind about that word and was like, oh, geez, there's actually a weightiness to this because it says, right, some of you are already onto this, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So what that year of practicing joy looked like was many reasons to not be joyful, many reasons to have no strength, right? And like in my human self, I wouldn't have any strength, but choosing joy and choosing to activate or call on the joy of the Lord, which is my strength in moments where I felt like I literally had none became a weapon. It became a battle strategy for me in that season. So I just want to encourage you you cannot actually produce the fruit of the spirit without the spirit of God in you. But to start actually growing and maturing, because that's what we're meant to do, we're meant to spiritually mature in life, to start doing that, start asking God, God, what fruit of the spirit are you developing in me in this season? Because when you do that, it actually helps you understand the circumstances, the situations, the different life experiences that you are experiencing from a spiritual perspective versus a natural one. And when you come up higher and get heaven's perspective, you can actually release heaven's response, right? God wants to reveal himself to the world in and through you. Sometimes you are God, right? Two people. They won't experience God in a church. They won't experience God in a sermon. They'll experience God through you. That's humbling, right? But that is actually something. This is why, right? We need to take this actually very seriously and be humble, have this healthy reverence and fear of the Lord, right? Because he wants to develop his nature, his character in us that we might be found trustworthy by him to love his people because that's truly what God cares about, right? And we can't do that well without God and we can't do that with a stony heart, right? So sometimes, let me get back to that main point from the beginning. Sometimes when, when we're in seasons of transition, we're in seasons of shaking, we're in seasons where things are confusing, they don't make sense. I thought that was supposed to work and it doesn't work. This is familiar and then it was removed. I don't know what is happening. This doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel good at all. What well, also says that anything that can be shaken will be shaken so anything that is not firmly rooted and grounded in god will shake right when wind comes wind will blow on anything and if it's not pinned down if it's not rooted anything wind will just sweep it up right god actually wants us though to be unmovable immovable to be unwavering in faith right and we don't develop that kind of unwavering faith we don't become immovable when we don't have anything trying to move us. <laughs> we learn how to develop those things when we have things that are challenging that or calling that out or activating that in us, okay? So a lot of times when we're in seasons of transition, when things don't make sense, when things are being uprooted, when things are being pruned, when things are being shifted around and we're like, what is happening, right? When that is happening, God is at work and it's really important instead of, instead of, hear this word, instead of focusing on all the things that are moving and shaking, focus on what God is doing. What is God doing? What does he want to do in you? Where is he moving? How can you partner with him? How can you track with his heart and his agenda? Okay, super, super important there. Then it also says what? You'll once again live in the land I gave your ancestors. You'll be my people. I'll be your God. So God wants your hearts. He wants your whole heart. He doesn't want your half heart, right? We, we've we heard about being lukewarm. God hates that, right? Like be hot, be cold, be, like be in or be out, be like with me or not, but like don't be lukewarm. Like he spits it out, right? So think about that even just with your heart. Like is your heart fully invested in your relationship with God? Are you half-hearted? Is your heart even in relationship with God at all? Like just where's your heart? Because a lot of times, again, when we come to that unnecessary suffering, it's because we're putting our heart in all the wrong places and we're looking for love in all the wrong places. Okay, so I really wanted to address this broken heart piece. And I feel like Ezekiel gives hope that if you do have a broken heart, if you've been through a lot of grief, if you've been through a lot of suffering, if you've been through a lot of failure, if you've been and experienced a lot of trauma, 
there is hope. And a lot of times we're like, there is no hope because I can't get over it. I can't stop thinking about it. I have all this unforgiveness. I have all these things that I can't let go of. But God, but God, God gives you a new heart and he renews a right spirit in you, right? And he gives you this heart that is God-willed, not self-willed. That should give you a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of hope. You don't will your way. You surrender, you trust. Okay? So something that's a really interesting story. I just actually shared this. I was in an interesting place with my coaching business. Coaching was something that it felt like took forever for me to find. Um, it felt like I had had a lot of life experiences happening that didn't make sense. Like I kept doing a lot of really big risky things, going hard after things, achieving a lot of things, but just still feeling like I wasn't getting a full return on investment. Like the level of sacrifice, the level of pain, <laughs> the level of determination, resilience, confusion, showing up, right? Like the level of all that I invested, I didn't feel like I was getting an equal return for that. And that's that's costly, right? To keep doing that over and over. And I'm talking like moving across the country, not having any support while doing it, uh, all these different degrees and certifications, all these different jobs and career moves, all of that over and over and over again. But feeling somehow like you're still not getting anywhere in your human self, it can feel that way. That's a lot. So after doing a lot of that already, then I found coaching, which didn't make sense. I'm like, okay, here's all of these things that I've pursued, right? Like I've got degrees in like legit industries. I probably should do what like normal humans do where you like get a job in that industry and you like work really hard in it, become an expert, all the things, and then you retire. I don't know, but that's sort of what was presented and I think that makes sense. What is this coaching thing? right? So it was really, very, very strange for me. So it took me a long time to find it. It was even harder to trust it. A story for another day, I actually had to break two wrists to get the break that I needed to make that courageous decision. <laughs> story literally for another day. But that was really, really challenging. So it took a lot for me to find coaching. It took even more for me to have the courage to follow through on the fact that I was called into that. And then after tasting success and doing it and being like, oh yeah, like this is, yeah, this is what I'm on the earth to do. This is what I'm wired to do. This is what I've been doing my whole life, literally since I was 10 and didn't even know I was doing it. Like this is it. I've like arrived, right? Getting to that place and then having this impression, this prompting to give up coaching. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. So, so hard. This is like Abraham sacrificing Isaac, right? Or being willing to do that. This is what that felt like. I was like, I don't understand. I, you know, just found this. I moved across the country. I've launched this business. I'm learning how to do it. I'm pioneering this thing. I've never seen anybody do this before. And it's working. <laughs> and you want me to kill it. I don't understand right? And so I'm sitting in this very uncomfortable place. But the one thing that I did know, which is what allowed me to make the decision, the one thing I did know was I would be in more trouble if I didn't make that decision. It was really scary letting go of a dream, letting go of the desire, letting go of the fact that I might never coach again. And that feels really painful. Also, it's really scary because I have zero backup plans. Like this is the plan. Like in many other seasons, like I had all the backup plans in the world, but like this, this is the plan. So if you remove that, then what? And being willing to just trust God in then what was really, really scary. So all that to say, in hindsight, I had no idea that me laying down coaching would actually turn into God reinventing what he wanted to do with coaching and how he wanted to use me with that vehicle, okay? So I didn't know that I would ever pick it up again. Like I fully surrendered it, right? So then he brought it back and I was like, you kidding? Like we doing this, what do you mean, right? But truly what I learned, and I feel like this is really valuable when it comes to being God-willed and not self-willed, okay? And I actually have been coaching since 
So I experienced my first coach in 2008. I have been actually actively coaching since 2009. Okay, to give you some like context. So what God taught me though, was that how I was doing coaching was how I was taught, how I was trained, how I was certified, all of that, right? There's so many like beautiful tools, so many models, so many references, so many books, so many different ways that you can help people through the vehicle of coaching. But what God brought me to a sudden halt with was that he did not want me to point people to self. He did not want me to point people to personal development through self. Read another book, invest in another program, uh, follow this guru. God did not want me to get people to rely on a tool, a program, whatever. He did not want me to be a conduit of people self-helping the way in the world. That actually was not going to be the solution. God did not want me to be a vehicle or a conduit of people self-helping the way their way in the world. Instead, what he wanted me to do was help them. And I write about this in my first book. You can actually get it as an audio book now. Um, <laughs> I'm celebrating because we just made this an audio book last month. 2-22-2023, you can find it. God's Vibes Matter, Reclaiming Your Spiritual Authority. You can get it as an audiobook, so go find that one. It'll change your life. But in this book, I wrote how God doesn't want us to self-help our way through life. What he wanted me to do is help people stop the search. Stop the search and seek the source. Stop the search and seek the source. That's one of the chapters in there. And this is revolutionary. This flips the entire worldly narrative on the head, right? God and the kingdom of God operates counterculturally, right? We're used to doing things just so. We're used to self-helping our way. We're used to figuring it out and leaning on our own understanding and trying to control and trying to manipulate and trying to force, push, just make it happen, right? We're used to that. We're not used to being God-willed. How? <laughs> Do you go from being self-willed to being God-willed? You actually can't do this by yourself, which I hope that you're understanding from the scripture in Ezekiel, right? You can only become God-willed when God puts his heart in you and puts his spirit in you. And he gives you this heart that operates this way. This heart that he gives you is actually God-willed not self-willed, and it actually allows you to obey his word, to actually hunger for truth, to hunger it, to desire it, to seek after it with all of your heart, right? Because it's his heart in you. And it's the spirit of God that, that gives you the, the wisdom, the understanding, the revelation that helps you align with the spirit of God in your life, right? He's the great mediator that helps you do that. And there's something really beautiful that happens that I like to always remember myself. Remember. <laughs> I like to always remember, but I remind myself. There we go. Words. There's a divine exchange that happens. Okay? We give God whatever we are, and God gives us all that he is. And I love to make these prayers of thanksgiving. So why this is important is you are not making your transformation happen. You cannot self-help your way to transformation. The world will tell you that, but that is not how God operates, okay? So what you do, though, is you give God your weakness. He gives you his strength. You give God your worry. He gives you his peace. You give God your doubt. He gives you his measure of faith. Come on. You give God your insecurity. He gives you his boldness, his courage, his confidence. A divine exchange happens. You no longer have to operate in your power, which you know is limited. You no longer have to operate in your mind, which you know in your head is probably a very overwhelming place to be. It's exhausting to be in your mind without God in it, right? You no longer have to process these things that are happening in your heart without God. 
And I personally say that any time that we're looking at our life, our past, our journey without God, we're in trouble. You never want to look within without God because you always have the wrong perspective. But he brings fresh perspective. He brings his perspective, his lens to what happened. And that changes everything. Okay. So when you are, and in my case, coaching for me would have been pointing people to band-aids. It would have been pointing people to a tool, a crutch, but not the actual transformation, not God, the source of breakthrough, (laughs) not God, the mighty God, the wonderful counselor who I call the master coach. If I'm not pointing God, if I'm not pointing people to God, like what really though am I doing? What really am I doing? Like, am I truly serving them? The answer that I came up with was no, was no. So what God taught me in surrendering a dream was that he wanted to repurpose it so that I could be of high service to the world, which was my real desire. And he showed me what that would look like with him. And so I had to then be unapologetic about keeping him at the center of my business and letting everything operate from him. Okay. But that came from this revelation. And the other thing, another example that I have, I believe that I've shared about this before, but I had really massively struggled with, um, I guess like if we want to give it words, I had really struggled with image and what you were supposed to look like. I had struggled with disordered eating through college. It was debilitating. Um, yet I was high functioning. So just picture a high functioning alcoholic, but that was like me around eating, which is really, really debilitating on so many levels. This affects your energy. This affects your hormones. This affects your focus. This affects your effectiveness. This affects your self-worth. This affects your identity. This affects your moods, your attitudes, your perspective on life. Like it literally can take some people out. Okay. That's how, how bad it is. And I was so high functioning that a lot of people didn't know that I was suffering. Okay, and I did this for years, but it's like you can never hide from yourself. Like, you know where you're suffering. And it was like the Apostle Paul, right? Like, I was like, okay, I know that I'm doing this thing that I don't want to do, yet I can't stop doing it. And the things that I want to do, I can't do those. Like, what? But that's truly what it's like when you're in a human experience trying to change yourself. Like, you cannot change yourself. Like, try as we may. Like, we actually can't do it. So... There was a time, like this is me new to to just giving my life to God fully, right? Like I was raised Catholic, so I didn't know that I could have a relationship with God. So this is me actively, finally, (laughs) it took many years to get here, but me actively turning my life over to God. And it was really, I didn't want to keep doing these things that I knew not to do. I didn't want to waste my life. I didn't want to have unnecessary suffering. I didn't want to have the existence that I was living, but I didn't know how to change it. And I knew that if I could, I would have done it by then. So I made, I guess what I would call like a holy surrender. Like I just literally had cried out to God, which I had never done before. At this point, I don't even know if God can hear me. And I just, this is at night. This is like in the middle of a condo that I was living in. It's like really dark in there. And I'm just like crying out to God and I'm like turning over this disordered eating, this debilitating dis-ease that I had in my life operating. And I just turned it all over to him. And I asked him, like, remove this desire, get rid of this wicked thing, close the door that invited this into my life, help me heal, help me to change my life. Like, help me. I don't know exactly what the words are, but I fully surrendered it to him and I asked him for help. And all I can say is that years and years and years of not being able to get deliverance, to get freedom, to, to break free from that, I woke up without a desire for it at all. That sucker was just gone from my life. My mind did not think about it. I didn't have a desire or even like a, a yearning for it. You know, like how addictions have a, a cycle or a flow to them. I was not being drawn or pulled into it at all. And what happened instead was God started downloading to me And giving me revelation and insights about new things to practice. He pointed me to a a six-week 
uh, a meal plan that was a no sugar diet and he was going to teach me how to like cook new and different things through that and what to do in a grocery store because those could have potentially been really challenging situations but he just replaced it with something really healthy and functional he uh set me up with a workout program and told me exactly how i was going to work my body so really i just had to like plug and play different things but he made it really easy for me to do that he put me in a Christ-centered recovery program so that I could heal my heart, which I didn't even recognize at the time was the real source of the problem. He was on the move. He made every one of those transformations happen. And listen, he gave me the will and the power to keep showing up and keep taking those steps. He literally rewired me as a human, okay? Because he put a new heart in me, right? and a new spirit that was God-willed and not self-willed. Left to myself, I'm gonna err on the side of self-destruction, <laughs> right? But with God and what he wills, I, I really lean in and get accelerated into his good purpose and his good plans for my life. Amen. What? According to Ephesians 2.10, that he planned good works, that he planned and prepared in advance that I might walk in them. I can't walk in them without him but I can. And the beautiful thing about this, when God gave me a new heart, the desires for things that were not of his heart went too. I suddenly had ability to not go after things that were not for me, right? Any desire that was not of God, it was like that was no longer a desire that I had. And any desire that he had for me, I suddenly desired and started pursuing, okay? So, you know, fake love, immature love, unhealthy love, those were no longer attractive to me, right? I was, I was looking for love in all the wrong places and those places weren't attractive to me anymore. Or these gifts, these talents, these abilities that I had inherently felt like God put on the inside of me, now he's giving me the capacity, the ability to use them for his purpose, right? His gifts, his talents are irrevocable, right? But we might use them in ways that he never designed us to, but when we put them back in his hands, right, he starts allowing us to walk out his plans and purposes for those gifts and talents, right? Everything changed. I never got the level of deliverance, breakthrough transformation in all of my years of personal development, and man, was I all up in that self-helpy junkie, okay? I was all up in all of that, right? I never got the level of deliverance, freedom, fulfillment than giving my life to God and allowing myself to be God-willed, not self-willed. I was my own worst enemy, right? So hopefully this is helpful and some of those stories are really <laughs> serving some of you. I also wanted to share too that what really led me to God was recognizing, and this was really painful, but recognizing that I actually wasn't a very loving person, okay? I thought that I was, but what I was doing was not loving, right? I was enabling, I was um, people-pleasing, I was codependent, I was resentful, unforgiving, uh, judgmental, I had a loud self-critic, which meant I was a critic of other people, right? There, there were so many things that just really made me a very unloving person. And I started to see that when he put a new heart in me. And it was something that was very challenging for me to, to sit in. And what I started to recognize was I started just bawling and having these ugly cries, these like wailing cries. And I couldn't cry for years of my life. But when I started allowing God to heal my heart and to heal these places of pain, I, I, it was just getting out of me, right? I could cry again. I could release it. I could let it out. And these deep wounds that I'd only ever known how to repress all started coming out. And it was super, super powerful. But imagine, had I not done that, I wouldn't be, all of that would basically be blocking purpose, it would be blocking creativity, right? All of that is basically holding me back, right? I needed to be whole and balanced enough to do the work that I'm doing in the world. And I wouldn't have been had I not actually sat in that and healed and processed that however long it took with him, right? But it was really scary at first. But what I really wanted, what I really craved was seeing how unloving that I had been and what I had practiced and what no longer was serving me. I wanted genuinely and was starving to know real love to know love who is God and to receive that love and to know it. God, how much do you love me? Like, give me a revelation of what it means to be loved by you. 
I don't believe that you love me. Given my life, I don't believe that you love me, but I want to be loved by you. I want to believe that that's true, and I want to experience that personally, undeniably so. Give me a revelation of how much you love me, right? And this started a love walk for me. And then when you read these verses, right? John 15, 12, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. We think we're doing that until we realize that what we're doing is not love. Luke 6.31, do to others as you would have them do to you. Right? I believe that that's supernatural. Forgiveness ain't natural. <laughs> love ain't natural. These things are supernatural and you need the Spirit of God to do these things. Corinthians 16.14, do everything in love. That's humbling. Like, have I literally been doing everything in love? Like, what have I been doing? If you look at my life, I was doing everything in fear, right? Of course, it was probably presented in some sort of way, but it was fear. Proverbs 17, 17, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Can I love through some really adverse hard things? I've shared before that I prayed a dangerous prayer. God, teach me to love like you. Whew, was that a setup for walking through adversity and loving, receiving love from God in it, loving myself in it, and loving other people in unlovable situations? But isn't that God? I've never known God's love more than how he has allowed me to love others through really adverse situations. It just reveals his love for us. So, so powerful. So I hope that helps. I wanted to share too a little bit about a broken heart. I wrote down some inspiration here. But we make so many decisions in life to avoid damaging our hearts. We treat our hearts, and just get this visual, we treat our hearts, and I don't know this firsthand, but I've seen it from other people, <laughs> but we treat our hearts the way our grandparents treat furniture. It's there, wrapped in plastic, and not really meant to be used. It's just meant to exist and take up space. I actually grew up in a home like that. We had all these, like, you know, we had a beautiful home, all these fancy things, but we weren't allowed to, like, be in certain rooms or even touch or use the furniture that's in there. It was just for special occasions. Like, what is that, right? So we have all these things, and it's not really meant to be used. It's just meant to exist and take up space. That doesn't sound like purpose to me. Anyway... Our hearts aren't a brand new pair of white sneakers. We need to tiptoe through life in to avoid getting scuffed. They're work boots meant to be tested, weathered, and destroyed. Right? A lot of us don't look at our hearts that way. A broken heart, here's what you need to hear. A broken heart is an open heart. And all the things we go through in life that bang our hearts up help develop our character, our wisdom, and our overall essence. Every person who's broken my heart has been my teacher. This is a powerful revelation to get to, a powerful place. Every person who's broken my heart has been my teacher, showing me both what I want and what I don't want in the world of love. Every heart I've broken also revealed something I needed on my own journey of love. It's likely true for you too. Like an example, right? In my relationship, this person, right, on the other side of a broken heart led me to God. I can't hate him for that. He led me to the greatest blessing of my life. Right? What a teacher. Heartbreaks suck. Not even going to lie about it. <laughs> but they really are essential. It teaches us lessons that a life without damage would never reveal. We learn that life isn't predictable and that at any moment, our entire understanding of comfort can be flipped on its head. Heartbreak teaches us that we can love and hate someone at the same time, right? Love what God loves, hate what God hates. And the apparent contradiction opens us to a world of compassion where there may not really be any good guys or bad guys. Heartbreaks force us to rely on ourselves for survival and free us from the toxic idea that someone else is responsible for that smile on our face. It helps set our journey of self-improvement by putting a spotlight on our weaknesses. 
Heartbreak show us how inconsistent and unreliable our emotions are. It sobers us up with the truth that love isn't enough to keep people together. Most important, it reminds us of an obvious but ignored truth. Life goes on. Sometimes the only memory we have of love from the past is the scar that it left. A broken heart teaches us a lifetime's worth of lessons in the most painful ways, and as much as it sucks to feel, it's important to experience. So, the heart never breaks in the same way twice. So going through one doesn't always prepare you for the next, okay? And I just want to encourage you with that. I know that I've said too, like, oh, I thought that I had healed from this. I thought I was more mature than this, but... The heart doesn't always break in the same way, okay? It's never broken in the same way twice. That's really important to know, all right? But it is necessary because heartbreak is what breaks us open to really receive this new heart that God has for us, okay? Just want to encourage you with that word on today. I also want to share a couple of things, two things. One we are hosting a free masterclass. It is called Wealthy Character. That will happen inside Courage Co., which you can find at www.courageco.org. Courage Co. is a free community off social media on purpose where you can truly grow in identity, in purpose, in legacy. It really teaches you how to align and track with God in all sorts of free ways <laughs> and deeper levels of investment as well. So this is going to be a free masterclass on Thursday called Wealthy Character. It's going to be teaching you all sorts of things about character, okay? And some of the things that trip us up, some of the things that we can practice, principles of character that help you win in life, all right? So that's something to definitely dive into uh, because we for sure need healthy hearts. That's part of having wealthy character. So more development there. If this message is resonating, make sure that you get on that masterclass. It's going to be this Thursday, which will end up being March 9th at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Okay. I think that's six. Is that 6 p.m. Pacific? Something like that. Okay. So there's that. Secondly, secondly, the God's Vibes Mastermind is, oh my goodness, something that you definitely want to get plugged into. We have applications open for this now. We will officially start on April 10th, but we're going to open enrollment for that mastermind so that you can get in there and start doing the pre-work. Some of the people have said that even just like this first week of pre-work <laughs> has been worth the entire mastermind, but that is something to plug into. It is something that is an incredible experience. It is learning how to reclaim your spiritual authority. So when you've really learned how to survive in life and self-help your way and self-sabotage your way and you're waking up to that, that can feel really overwhelming. But it is beautiful when you can walk out your empowerment, your evolution with God. It actually is the most freeing and fulfilling experience of your entire lifetime. And it's something that you are, are doing constantly. So you better learn how to enjoy it. So that's something that we do. We learn how to reclaim our spiritual authority, we learn how to partner with God or co-labor, co-create with God, what that means and redefine success in your life. I teach what I have coined spirit-driven success and how you activate this in every single area of your life. So you're going to learn how to do that. You're going to learn how to step into royalty, step into the fullness of your identity, because when you do that, God can bless you, right? God can't bless who you pretend to be, but when you actually start being who he form-shaped and anointed you to be, and start stepping out with radical obedience, his favor locates you. The blessings assigned to your life locate you. They actually chase you down. <laughs> so we learn how to do that. And then you also learn how to rule and reign, how you take your faith walking journey to an entirely different level. This is important because you are meant to have dominion. You are meant to multiply. You are meant to steward well what you've been given and operate with excellence. And we learn all of this over the period of three months together. 
So the content will be released to you. There's video trainings, there's homework, or I call it empowerment worksheets every single day that you get to digest and really go through with God. It's a really beautiful experience where he's highlighting different things to you. And then we meet every Thursday morning for live calls to really work out that together, to be moved by our testimonies, to, to unleash different breakthroughs, to, to reveal different insights. So that is happening in there. There's also so many bonuses, which I'll share with you. There is a course called U2.0, which is literally up-leveling every single area of your life and how to actualize that, how to reinvent that, if you will. There's another course about building a spirit-driven business or building spirit-driven success. So if there's a dream, if there's a desire in you and you want to build it God's way, not the world's way, that is a course that you will get for free in there. You will also get access to 12 different master classes, 12 challenges and 12 interviews, all of the replays, all of the notes and ongoing support around that content. So all the things that we do for free, you get all the replays for that. You get guided journaling and meditations and visualizations. You get the workbook for the entire experience and you get a declaration deck, which is essentially an affirmation deck, but better. It has scripture on one side and also a declaration of that truth on the other side. You get all of this inside the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can apply now. It's over at CourageCo, www.courageco.org. We officially start April 10th but you want to make sure that you get in there for early enrollment so you can lay the foundation and hit the ground running when we actually start. So get yourself plugged in there. There will be uh, announcements of that upcoming, but if you get Encourage Co., you'll be the first to know about it. So get yourself plugged in there. And until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation fully confident knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical mental emotional and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal you will learn how to think the way god formed shaped and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room no matter what 
challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.